Heritage Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. continue today with the series that we've been uh, learning from called Beginnings, which is really a study of the first five books of the Bible. Uh, I hope that you all are enjoying your time uh, reading your Immersed Bible. How many of you are enjoying your time in your Immersed Bible and reading uh, each and every day going forward? And I've enjoyed reading that uh, Immersed Bible along with the Immersed Podcast. It really just kind of uh, encourages you to do both at the same time. And I've learned so much over the last few weeks. I hope that you've learned some things as well. And we've been taking Sunday mornings to really go a little bit deeper. And Sunday nights we do the same thing. And by the way, uh, we're kicking back off again tonight at 6.30 with our life study groups. There's something for all families here, so we hope you'll be back for that. But we've learned a lot. We learned already that our journey uh, with God is a journey of faith. Amen. We learned that from uh, Abraham, who we know is the father of our faith. So we know that this journey that we're walking on is a journey of faith. And we also learned that while we walk on this journey of faith, that sometimes along the way, uh, through Joseph's life, we learned there's going to be some detours. Can I get an amen there? Sometimes there's these unexpected detours that take place in our life, but that's part of the journey. We learned last week that through Moses that God will rescue his people from the enemy. We serve a God who will deliver you. We serve a God that can free you. We serve a God that can rescue you. And we learned that last week. Well, today we're going to continue this journey uh, to the promised land, and we're going to learn another great lesson about our Lord, one that I hope will encourage all of us. And today we're going to learn that the Lord is our provider. How many of you know him to be our provider today? The Lord is our provider. And not only does he provide, but like we were singing earlier, he's more than enough. He doesn't just do a little bit. He does a lot. He's more than enough. And so I titled the message today, this beginning series, More Than Enough. So open up your Bibles this morning to Exodus chapter 16, Exodus chapter 16. If you have it on your phone or whatever, you have your Bible with you, I got it on the screen as well. I'm going to highlight just a few verses. Your homework this week, uh, along with your other assignments that you have, is to make sure that you read the entire chapter uh, 16 of Exodus. It will be a blessing to you to read that. It will remind you that God is more than enough. But before I read this to you, I want to just kind of get the backdrop for us here. We already know from last week that the people of God, Israel, they were delivered from the Egyptians. You remember they were in Egyptian slavery. They had lost favor with Pharaoh, and now uh, they're in uh, bondage there, and they're making bricks. But God uses Moses to deliver uh, the people of God out of Egypt, and they make their way out of Egypt, and they go to a place 
And we know the story there where they're at the Red Sea and they feel like that they're surrounded. There's nowhere to go and the enemy's coming from behind. And thank the Lord, God makes a way for them to go through the Red Sea. Aren't you grateful this morning that our God is a God who will make a way? He's a God that will make a way. And he made a way for the people of God to go through the Red Sea. And they came out on the other side, and, and I love that part of the story because, man, they're having just a praise time. They got the tambourines going. They got the guitars going. They're blowing the trumpets, man. They're just having a good time singing that song. Look how the Lord has delivered us. Look how the Lord has delivered us. And they're just having a good time. And not even just a few weeks later, here we find them. And then even a little bit longer than that, they're already grumbling and complaining. Not like anybody I know. <laughs> They're already grumbling and complaining. So they make it through the Red Sea and the Lord delivers them and does a great and mighty work. They go to a place where there's no water or there's bitter water and then they go into this place here where there's no food and we find in Exodus 16, I'm going to read just a few of these verses to you just to kind of set it up and then we're just going to walk back through it verse by verse and I know the Lord's going to work. Exodus 16, verses 1 through 5, it says, The whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of sin. Now, that's not sin like the sin that separates you from God. That's really a short word for Sinai. That desert was so close to the Mount Sinai that they called it the desert of sin, which was short for Sinai. So they came to the desert of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. They had just been delivered by God in a mighty way, and here they are grumbling and complaining. And the Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around, and we had pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve the entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, Moses, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they, are to prepare what they bring in as they to be twice as much as they gather on the other days because the seventh day, remember, was going to be a Sabbath day and there was no work to be done on that day. So they were to gather twice as much on the sixth day. Now skip down to verse 13 in Exodus 16. So here's what happens. That evening, quail came. That was the very first Chick-fil-A right there. Did you know that? Chick-fil-A was in the Bible right there in Exodus 16. Evening came. The evening came and quail came and covered the camp. And in the morning, listen to this. In the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp, and when the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost were uh, on the ground and appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was, and Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. And this is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told, and some gathered much and some gathered little. And when they measured it by the armor, he who gathered much did not have too much. And he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as much as he needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. 
However, some of them did not pay attention to Moses and they kept part of it till morning, but it was full of maggots and it began to smell, so Moses was angry with them. Let's pray. Father, God Almighty, I need you right now to please help me. God, I pray right now for your anointing upon our time. God, I pray that your word would just begin to speak to the hearts of your people. And God, that we would be encouraged today, God, and we would be open and receptive to what you want to do in our life. We thank you, God, that you are the bread of life and the bread of heaven. And God, we call on you now, Jesus, to please lead us and guide us and give us the strength that we need to get through this service. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So just... Let's look at this as in a picture here, this uh, Exodus 16. Just try to visualize in your mind what's going on here after what I just read to you about how God was providing for them when they were hungry. Their food supply had ran out evidently. There was no place you could call and have anything delivered in. And the food was gone. And now the people begin to grumble. And the people begin to complain. So God says to Moses, this is how I'm going to feed the people. He says, I'm going to send this bread from heaven and it's going to come and they can gather as much as they want and it's going to be their source. It's going to be a, uh, their provision for them to be able to survive. So every morning, think about it, every morning when, when you got up out of your tent and walked outside, every morning when you woke up, there was these thin flakes uh, on the ground out there. I would, in my mind, I'm thinking they look like frosted flakes. You know what I mean? They look like frosted flakes out there that are all over the ground and the people are walking around and they're gathering these, these flakes. And the people saw this, this bread that was out there on the ground and they said, what is it? Because we don't know what it is. Let me give you a word of advice. If your wife cooks you a meal and she puts it in front of you, don't say, what is this? I'm just trying to give you another sermon right there to help you out. It's not a good idea. It says, what? They said, what is this? And that's really the word that you get manna. If you read over in verse 31 in Exodus 16, the people called the bread manna. Say manna. They called it manna because manna means what is it? We don't know what it is. But every morning when they got up, listen to this, every morning when they got up and they began to look around, there was, there was fresh manna everywhere on the ground. Every morning when they woke up, there was fresh manna. No matter how hungry you were, guess what? There was fresh manna on the ground. No matter how many people you had in the family, even if you had two teenage boys in there, there was enough manna for everybody in the house. There was enough manna for everybody. There was more than enough manna. Not just enough, but more than enough. There was always enough manna. And listen, for every morning they woke up for 40 years, 40 years, God's people woke up to fresh manna, fresh manna. Every morning, fresh manna. The manna supply never ran out. It was always there, and it finally stopped on the day that they went into the promised land. But God was there through, with them on that 40-year journey through the wilderness, and this manna that they would wake up to and receive and, and eat every day, that bread they would eat, it was nourishment for their bodies. It gave them strength. The manna gave them strength to make the walk along the way and the journey that they're going on. The manna helped them have strength to fight the battles that they were going to fight those 40 years. The manna was there to help them cross over some mountains and some obstacles in their, in their life. Listen, the manna was their power source. Manna was there every morning. Hallelujah. Manna was there every morning. But the Bible says, Moses said, listen, it's there every morning for you, but don't you try to store it up, okay? 
Because if you store it up, what's going to happen is there's going to get, the maggots are going to get in it and there's going to be a smell to it. So in other words, you had to go to bed every night. You had to go to bed every night and you had to trust God that he was going to provide manna for you. Every night that you went to bed, you were going to have to trust God that when you woke up in the morning, there was going to be manna there. You couldn't keep it overnight. You had to trust God every day, every day. You had to trust God. And that was a lesson that God was trying to teach them that they need to trust in him to provide for them. And aren't you grateful this morning that God is faithful, friend? God is faithful. Don't you know God to be faithful this morning that he's always provided for you every day? Come on, every day. Hallelujah. He's our provider. He always shows up and he does more than enough. Now when you read Exodus 16 and and study it and read behind some of the Bible scholars that are out there, people a whole lot smarter than I am, they will tell you that this manna is a, is a picture of Jesus Christ. They'll tell you that manna in the Old Testament is a picture of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, and they connect Exodus 16 with John chapter 6 in the New Testament. And I'm going to just read to you a few things out of John to compare with you. So you can see there the picture and the comparison between manna and Jesus. You remember in John chapter 6 how uh, Jesus, he's, he, he's doing ministry. Jesus, who has come down from heaven, he's doing ministry on the earth, and he's there preaching to these people, and he's healing, and he's doing all kinds of miracles in the lives of people. And in John chapter 6, they all gather around, and then they notice that they're far away from any food supply, and the followers of Christ say, Lord, what are you going to do? All these people here, they're all the way out here and there's, there's no food for them to eat. And Jesus, uh, we know that he supernaturally fed over 5,000 people on that day with, with a little boy, a little boy who had five loaves of bread and, and two fish, two small fish at that. Not the kind of fish Matt Sesson catches. Matt catches them fish. He catch, the, the ones we're talking about, here's the one Tommy Sander catches, the one about this size right here. So he used these two small fish that Tommy Sanders gave to him. And the Bible says this, listen, after Jesus, after Jesus fed the crowds, the Bible says that they were full. They were full. And listen, and then Jesus, he, he supernaturally feeds uh, over 5,000 people and they're all full with uh, five loaves of bread and two small fish. And then what does he do? Then he takes a stroll and walks across the lake. I can see him right now. He's walking like Ric Flair across that lake right now. He's doing a miracle. He's walking across the lake and there's so much preaching that could be said there. But when he gets to the other side of the lake, those people, they meet him on the other side and I want to pick up here in John 6. It says, the people found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus replied this. He said, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about the perishable things like food. Jesus said to them, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of approval. And they replied, we want to perform God's work too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one who he has sent. This is the only work that I want from you. I want you to believe in the one he has sent. I want you to believe in Jesus. In other words, he's saying, I want you to have faith. I want you to trust in me. I want you to believe in me while you're walking on this journey in life. I want you to trust me with everything in your life. And I want you to please me with your faith because we know the Bible says that without faith, we cannot 
please God. So he says, I want you to believe. And then in verse 30, it says, they answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? And after all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said this. He says, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Aren't you grateful, friend, that Jesus gives life to the world? He says, that's the bread I'm talking about. And they said in verse 34, sir, they said, give, give us that bread. Give us that bread every day. We want that bread every day. How can we have that bread? And Jesus replied, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. He, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I love reading verse 35. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger again. Glory to God. We see here in John chapter 6 a clear picture that Jesus is truly the fulfillment of the manna that we read about in Exodus. Jesus is the one who declared himself that he is the bread of heaven and that he is the bread of life. Now there's a difference between the manna and there's a difference between Jesus because when you ate the manna, you ate the manna, guess what? You were hungry again the next morning. We had the fall bazaar out here yesterday. We got a phone call late in the evening that we had won something. That means we paid for it. We had won a great harvest bread basket. Oh, my goodness. Chocolate chip bread, cinnamon bread, cookies, brown. I mean, it was, this thing was packed with all kinds of stuff. And Lisa went and she came out here and she picked it up and we brought it to the house and we were having us a feast there in that bread basket. And I ate out of it. I ate some cookies. I ate a little bread. I ate a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And guess what? About two hours later, I was hungry again and had a barbecue sandwich then from the Clipso Fire Department. You see, friend, when you ate the manna, you were hungry again. But friend, Jesus will never leave you hungry again. Listen, you'll never be hungry again with Jesus. He will completely satisfy you. He's more than enough. Can I get an amen? amen? He's more than enough. So for the next few minutes before we go into a time of prayer, I want to just walk back through the book of Exodus with you and we can learn some lessons. Don't you know today, listen, now maybe it's just me, but we can learn some of our greatest lessons when we go through the wilderness of life. Have you ever been at some low places and, and just a place of drought sometimes? but it's in those places where you encountered the Lord and experienced him and you learned so much in your life. And that's kind of where these people, God's people were at. They're in the wilderness, but there's some great lessons that they learn in life. So let's look at just a few of those lessons that they learn. We learn, we learn from them that there was enough manna for everyone. Listen, friend, there was enough manna for everyone. God sent enough manna for everyone. Did you know at the time, that when God's people came out of Egypt and went through the Red Sea and when they were here in the desert of sin, many scholars believed that there was well over a million and a half of those people. So there's a camp with a million and a half people, people and every morning, friend, there was enough manna for them. And that just tells me today that no matter uh, how many people were in here and how many people were across the world, there's enough Jesus for everybody. There's enough Jesus for everybody today, and we can say thank you, Lord, 
that he's always there. No matter, listen to me, no matter how, how big your need is, no matter how big your problem is, Jesus is bigger and Jesus is greater. And he's here today and he's here to satisfy every need that you have in your life. Well, I don't know if you realize it or not, but we all have needs. Can I get an amen? We all have needs. I've been whining about my needs since Thursday afternoon. Been whining and whining and whining about them. And the Lord checked me and gave me a good old spanking on the rear end and said, you know what? Lift your head up. I'm a God who can meet your needs. And we all have needs. We're needy people. And it could be this morning that you showed up and you showed up with some needs in your life. Maybe you're lacking today. Maybe you need a fresh supply of something. There was manna every day. Millions of people waking up every morning and going out there and gathering manna. And that tells me, friend, that God, he can meet every need in your life today. Every need. Maybe you need a fresh supply of healing in your body today. Maybe you need a fresh supply of wisdom in your life. Some of you have got some decisions to make. Maybe you need a fresh supply of some peace. Maybe you need fresh supply of power in your life. Maybe you need some help from the Lord to help you overcome some mountains that you're walking through in your life. Maybe you need a fresh supply of compassion and love in your life. I'm here to tell you, friend, Jesus is all you need. He's more than enough. The Bible says that my God shall supply all your needs according to the riches that are in Jesus Christ. Aren't you grateful today that God will supply all? Say all. All your needs to riches and glory by Jesus Christ, his son. Hallelujah. So we learn today, we learn that there was enough manna for everyone. We also learn this, that you can't walk out your spiritual journey living on yesterday's manna. You can't walk through life living on yesterday's blessings. You couldn't live on old manna because the maggots would come and it would begin to smell. And that just tells me, friend, that God has fresh manna for you. Listen, praise God for what he did back then. Praise God for how he worked back then. That's wonderful and great, but guess what? God's got fresh manna for you today. Hallelujah. Fresh manna for you today. And we need fresh manna every day. We need a fresh encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ every day. He wants you to have fresh manna every day. Every day, there's fresh manna today, there's fresh manna tomorrow morning on Monday, there's fresh manna for Tuesday, there's fresh manna for Wednesday, there's fresh manna all throughout the week. There's fresh manna for you every day. There's no need for us to try to live on something that happened years ago or uh, way back then. We got fresh manna today and God Almighty help us to receive that fresh manna in our life. I know I want fresh manna in my life. God help us every hour. I need thee. That sign's hanging up in our home and I'm thankful for it because every hour I need fresh manna. How about you? You're at work tomorrow, you're gonna need some fresh manna. You get home from work tomorrow and you got those kids and things going on in their life, you're gonna need some fresh manna. You go into a place that People are all to pieces and crying and suffering and going through the heartache that they've never been through before. Man, they need the manna. They need fresh manna in their life. So God, help us today to realize that we can learn that we don't need to live on yesterday's manna. We can live on what God has for us today. How many of you want what God has for you today? Hallelujah. We also learn 
that manna gave them strength. God's people, they lived off this bread for 40 years. They didn't know what it was, but they knew that whatever they were eating was giving them the nourishment and the strength to get through the journey, and it lasted them for 40 years. And that's how it is with Jesus, friend. If we will just take in Jesus and feed on Jesus and have a fresh encounter with Jesus every day, guess what? He gives us supernatural strength so we can keep going in life. And you may have showed up today and you're weak and you feel weary. Well, I'm here to tell you, friend, if you'll take the bread of life, Jesus, and you'll just feed on him, he'll give you a strength that will give you power to get through the journey that you're on in life. It had only come through Jesus Christ. That's why the apostle Paul said that I can do all things through Christ because he's the one that gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ because he's the one that gives me strength, but I gotta make sure that I'm feeding on Jesus, that I'm, I'm spending time with Jesus. I'm in the presence of Jesus, the bread of life, because he's the one that gives me strength. How many of you could use some strength this morning in your life, friend? I'm just telling you, he's the bread of life, and he's the one that can nourish you, and he's the one that can give you power so you can keep getting on through this journey that you're on with God. I wanna tell you as well, that Moses, he told God's people this. This is another lesson that we can learn here. He told God's people they had to get up and go get the manna. Guess what? The manna's not gonna be delivered by the pizza guy to your tent. He says, you got to get up and you got to go get the manna. And I don't know about you, but when I'm at the house and something strikes my mind, I'm thinking, man, I sure would love to have some chicken tonight. I'm gonna go to Smithfield Chicken and Barbecue. Or if I want to have a, uh, something, a pizza or we'll, we'll go after it. But my point is this. When you're hungry for something, you're going to go after it. Last week, this past Wednesday night, the, uh, after the service, I had a little appetite when I left after the service and couldn't wait to get home because somebody had blessed us with a great meal and there was some leftovers. And that's all I could think about. I couldn't wait to get home to get them leftovers. And got home and my son Caden had ate my manna. He ate my manna. He ate all the manna. <laughs> and so what did I do? I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I began to go after some more food and I had to find me something to eat. Listen to me, friend. You got to go get the manna. You, you can't go get the manna if you're, if you're too busy for the things of God. You, you can't go get the manna if it's, oh, we'll, we'll put church at the back of the schedule and everything else at the front. You can't go get the manna if, if you don't never spend time in, the, in prayer and, and in the word of God, studying the word and feeding on the word of God. You can't never get manna unless you go after it. You can't never get manna if you're always on the phone. You can't go get manna if you're always on the computer. You can't go get manna if you're always looking at the TV. You can't get the manna, friend, if you're always working and working and working. You gotta make time and go get the manna because it's a fresh supply that God wants to bless you with every day. God help us to go get the manna. You gotta go get the manna. Listen, you, you stay in the tent and guess what? You're not gonna get any manna. You gotta get out of the tent and you gotta go get the manna. In other words, here's how it hit me. You can have a little bit of Jesus or you can have a whole lot of Jesus. 
And I don't know about you, but I want a whole lot of Jesus. I want a whole lot of Jesus. I need a whole lot of Jesus. So God, feel me, feel me, feel me, God. You gotta get out of the tent, you gotta go after the manna, and you gotta ask the Lord to fill you. I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 81.10. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. He says, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. And friend, if we'll just get out there and go after the manna and open our mouth, God will fill you, he'll fill you, he'll give you strength, he'll give you encouragement, he'll give you everything that you need because he's more than enough. You can be running over with Jesus. You can be running over with Jesus. You know how I know that? Because in that same story in John 6, he sits there and he, and he feeds those people with those five loaves and those two fish. And what does the Bible tell us? The Bible says that they were all full. I remember hearing a sermon one time by Jensen Franklin. He said they were Thanksgiving full, that they couldn't take in any more. Have you ever been Thanksgiving full before? where you couldn't take in no more. That's how these people were. They were thanksgiving full. And that just tells you, friend, not only does God supply, but he's a God of abundance. He'll do even more because he's more than enough. And they had baskets of leftovers. And you can have that same in your life today. God will exceed all your needs. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, sir, before we get ready to pray. God will do abundantly more. Aren't you grateful today that God does more? Amen. Can you, can you raise your hand and say, God's done more for me than I ever deserve? I mean, good night. His grace is more. It abounds more. His love is more. Man, he's just blessed me. You can just look around and say, God has truly blessed me with more. And there's, there's leftovers around me where God has worked. But you got to go get it. That, that's the thing about it right now that I feel like a lot of people that are in spiritual famine in their own life right now, they're malnourished uh, spiritually because they're not willing to go get the manna. They, 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 they like looking at the manna. They see the manna's there. They're glad the manna's there because when they need it, they'll go get it. But that's not what God wants. He wants you to go out there and get it every day and open your mouth. Open your mouth and let him fill you. And you can begin to overflow. Oh, God. I want that overflow in my life. I need it. Don't you need it? I don't, walk, I don't want to walk around empty and, and weak. I want to walk around in the strength and in the power of God. God, help us to go get it. And not only did they have to go get it, but when they went to go get it, they had to go low. I'm just telling you little things right out of the Bible here. You had to go low to get it. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible says that the, the bread, the manna was on the ground. You had to go low to get the manna. And can you imagine that with millions of people and you walk out of your tent every morning and you got your cup of coffee there and you look around and millions and millions of people all around stoop down like this right here. Just stoop down or either they're down on the ground and they're crawling and they're crawling and they're looking for manna. The only way you could get the manna was to get low. And man, there's a sermon right there. If you're going to get fresh manna in your life, you got to go low. If you want a fresh encounter with Jesus Christ in your life, you got to get low. Because listen, that bread that God wants to give you, it's not for the proud. If you think, well, I got it all together, I got it all figured out. If I do this and I do that, I can make all this work out and it's all going to be good. No, that's not what God wants. God wants you to get low and say, I can't do it on my own. I need you, Jesus. 
And people may come up to you and they may say, well, well why are you down there? Why are you down there for, Jeff? I'm, I'm down there because I'm hungry. I'm, I'm down there because I need healing. I'm down here because I need some wisdom. I'm, I'm, down, here, I'm down here because I need love. I'm, I'm down here because I need the grace of God. I'm down here because I'm empty and I need Jesus to fill me. I got to stay low. 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 What are you doing down there? I'm down here because I'm getting something for my family too. I'm getting something for my family too, friend. Listen, you got to get low. The Bible says he's going to resist the proud. And he'll lift up those ones that will humble themselves before him. What do you need this morning on your spiritual journey? What do you need? There's no excuse why you should go lacking because God is our provider. He's our provider. He's the bread of life. And that manna will satisfy your hunger. I'm here to tell you today, friend, it will satisfy you. Jesus said you come to him and you will never hunger again. You will never hunger again. Listen, I want to declare this to you right now. I feel like I need to say this. That listen, Jesus will never leave you hungry again. But let me tell you what the world will do. The world will leave you empty. The world will leave you empty. How many of you know that to be true this morning? Oh, you can go out there and try to feast on the things of this world, but they're going to leave you empty. Jesus is the only one that can feed you and you'll never be hungry again. Hallelujah. He's fresh manna for today. And he wants you to have new manna in your life. And this is kind of how I want to work this thing here. I feel like the Lord is kind of directing us to pray around the altar. That God wants you, every one of us, to have fresh manna today, new manna. How many of y'all could use some new joy in your life? Some new peace, some new strength, some new hope, a new work in your life, a new direction in your life. Listen, there's no excuse why you should leave out of here hungry today or empty because God, He wants to fill you. And the Bible says if we will open our mouths, if you just come to this altar and you'll get low, just get low. And, and if somebody says, what you doing down there? You say, no, I'm, 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 I need something from the Lord. I got to get low to get it. I got to get down here and get it from the Lord. He's the only one that can truly feed me where I'll never be hungry again. So I'm going to stay low. If we'll come to the altar and get low and we'll begin just to go for it and go after that manna and open our mouths I promise you friend he's going to rain down the bread of heaven upon you you're going to be full you're going to experience the glory of God do you want that today friend do you want that will you stand with me right now would you stand with me please and I'm just going to invite you every one of you that can can just kind of make your way around this altar line up around the edges get in the aisleways and we're going to spend just a few minutes praying right now that God would give us fresh manna today, fresh manna. If you desire fresh manna in your life, I want you to come forward. I need fresh manna. That's me, preacher. I need fresh manna. I need fresh manna. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, there's plenty of room around the altar. Come on. Plenty of room. I, I got a desire today. I, I need more of Jesus. I need more of Jesus. I don't want to be empty anymore, Lord. I want to be full. I want to be full, oh God. Bread of heaven, God, give me manna. If you need to be saved, you ought to save.